0: You're listening to the Renovation Church Sermon Podcast. For more information on services and events at our Simpsonville and Greenville locations, visit us online at therenovation.church. This has by far been the hardest talk I have ever had to do. And y'all know I like to talk. So that's, that's saying a lot for me to not be able to come up with the words, um, I started it, and when I was first told what, what my topic was going to be, I was like, that's so easy. I can do that all day long. And honestly, it became very Sunday school-like, and it was almost cliche. Like, I didn't want to insult y'all I, <laughs> with how cliche what I had written was. So I scrapped it and I scrapped it, and I scrapped it, and I scrapped some more, and then I wrote some more, and guess what? I scrapped it. So you will be glad to know that yesterday morning, that would be Friday, before Saturday, I finished at 11.30. I was supposed to be here at 11.45. (sighs) Kudos to our team up there because... They have to put up with me. So that, that's an extra, Woo, that's bad. But then I get here last night, and I sit down, and I'm like, Jessica read my notes. <laughs> she pretty much said everything that I was going to say right down to the whole, it ain't in the Bible, God will never give you more than you can stand up under. And I was so for a moment, just for, just for a minute, I was a little defeated because it's like, well, I don't need to talk now. Jessica already said it all. And much better than I would because we're doing a Bible study on comparison and God points that out to me regularly. <laughs> don't compare yourself to her. Um, but then the Holy Spirit was so gracious and so kind to, to tell me, you know, Donna, somebody might need to hear that more than one time. Oh. Including yourself. You may need to hear that more than one time. So, we're going with it. So, if there's a repeat from last night, you need to hear it. We're just going to go with that. So, uh, again, personal confessions. One of the things that happened to me when I was writing this is I started looking on social media that is a very dark hole to go down sometime. Um, and just to be totally transparent, I'm gonna to confess to you um, that my mind would kind of camp out there, running the race together, running the race together. Oh my gosh, look what she just said. Look what she just posted. Now, my personal favorites, and, I'm, and if you've written this, I apologize in advance, but Holy Spirit told me to write it, so we're just gonna live there. Okay, so To my Christian friends. Love that. I love that because that usually means you're about to get. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, this is the best one. How can you call yourself a Christian and dot, dot, dot? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, that's where my mind would kind of camp out because I would see that and I would just be so... Ugh. I wanted to say it was righteous anger, but sometimes it was just pure frustration um, because everybody everybody has an opinion. I will not finish that. Um, but, <laughs> I won't finish it, but y'all know where I was going with that. But... Um, I had to understand that sometimes my opinions probably did the same thing. And what was happening is I was becoming somebody that I didn't like. Oh, let me show you who she is if I don't. It's just going to take a minute. (laughs) I'm not getting naked, so don't. Don't nobody be scared. I just can't get my foot in. Okay. Uh, we're going. We're going. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm all tangled up. Okay. I became, let me start that sentence over. I became somebody that I did not like. Y'all are getting a great show over here. There you go. All right, you ready? Ready? I became... Judge Donna. (laughs) Judge Donna in the Court of Popular Opinions held in the county courthouse of Insta-Face Talk USA. (laughs) That's who I was. And I can pretty much bet dollars to a donut that y'all have donned this same robe. I'm gonna get a little swig in the words of Anita. (laughs) So... (laughs) Here in the county of Insta Face Talk USA, everyone has an opinion, and they are not afraid to use it. It's just not going to do it. The slogan of Insta Face Talk USA is, if you don't agree with me, you are dead wrong. Dead wrong. So, how does this kind of affect the race that we're running together? You know, when you think about it, this is my sister in Christ, but hmm that's, that's what I was seeing and that's what I was feeling. And um, it's, uh, it, to quote Jessica, it's okay to agree to not agree. It's okay to agree to not agree. But my biggest concern in the county of InstaFace Talk USA is, and this is me preaching to me, so y'all just get a bonus on this. But does my opinion line up with Scripture? Does my opinion line up with Scripture? I always tell my kids, they're going to roll their eyes. <laughs> there, is no black, there is no gray. Everything is black and white. It either lines up with Scripture or it does not line up with Scripture. But I'm not up here today <laughs> to be your judge. <laughs> uh, I'm just here to tell you that that's the work of the Holy Spirit that's going to that's bring that about. Um, but before you get so trigger-happy on putting stuff out there to, to give your opinion, ask the Holy Spirit, does your opinion line up with what's going to help other women run the race? As we stand in our robes, Galatians 5:26 through chapter 6, verse 1. And that's only two verses in case y'all don't know. So when Paul actually wrote the letter to the Galatians, he didn't put chapter and verse in it. It, it, That was rude of him. So somebody else had to do that later. So this is just a continuation of what he was saying. But um, Galatians 5.26. uh, Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another Dear brothers and sisters, if, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly, or the Greek word for that translates spiritual, you who are spiritual should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. It is so easy for me to stand up here and go, well, my sin's not like her sin. I had never done that. That's never happened to me. What's going on with you? The question is, do you realize it's only because of the grace of God that you may not have fallen into the same pit, for lack of a better word, that your sister is in? The Scripture directly tells us that we need to lift each other up gently you know, one of my favorite phrases as a parent was, I will jerk you up by your tail if you don't get off of there. Uh-huh. <laughs> jerk you up. That is that is a pickings thing. But the, <laughs> the Bible says that we're not supposed to jerk each other up. We're supposed to gently and humbly set each other back up, restore them, restore them. So this week. Um, I was in Texas, never been to Texas, it's hot, it's hot in Texas, but God sent me to Texas to hear this story. Now, I had other reasons to be there, but I really felt like at the moment, this was why I was here. So, um, there was this great uh, speaker that I had the privilege of hearing, and she is a neuropsychologist that just blew my mind Um, and she told a story and it said come touch my side of the elephant now she said elephant and of course you know the women's ministry the elephant story yeah it's my ears perked up so I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you the story come touch my side of the elephant now to be able to come touch my side of the elephant you all have to participate okay your participation is close your eyes I don't want to hear any snoring uh, no snoring. Okay, so the assignment for Come Touch My Side of the Elephant is there was a lady, and we will call her Jane. Jane was blind. Jane had three blind friends, three guys, who were also blind. And their job was to go to the zoo and describe to her what an elephant looked like. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Cause you got you to use your sanctified imagination. Okay, so the first guy calls. Phone. <laughs> Hey Jane, I'm here at the zoo and uh, I'm gonna describe the elephant to you. Jane was like, yes, all right. So he's <laughs> poor guy, he got the back end of the elephant. So he's standing there and he's like, um, it's it's a rope, and uh it's frayed on the end, and it it, it moves a lot, but it's a rope. It's definitely a rope. It's a little bit of smell. But it's definitely a rope. So she goes, all right, thank you, Bill. Bill hangs up. Jane's writing in Braille because, you know, she can't see. Um, she says, hmm, elephant's a rope. Cool, okay, it's a rope. So she gets an i <laughs> hello, hey, Jane, this is Bob. Did you talk to Bill? Yeah, I talked to Bill. So I don't know what Bill told you, but I'm going to talk to you about my end of the elephant. It's, it's sharp on the end. It's kind of cold. It's uh, It feels like a lead pipe. I, I'm not really sure what that is. And Jane said, are you sure you're at the same zoo with Bill? Because Bill said, I don't care what Bill said, it's definitely a lead pipe. Definitely a lead pipe. So Jane, a little confused, says, all right, thanks, Bill, and hangs up. We got a rope, we got a lead pipe. Jane's very confused. Rope, lead pipe, that doesn't go together at all. She's pondering over this, phone rings again. Hey, Jane, this is Buster. I'm at the zoo. I'm ready for my assignment. Okay, Buster, what you got? What you got? Buster said, I don't know, it's the darndest thing. I expected this to be really big, but it feels like a tree trunk. It's kind of it's rough, and it's, it's round, and it's, it's hard. About the size of a tree trunk. That's all I'm getting. About the size of a tree trunk. Jane says, Buster, are you sure you're at the same zoo as Bill and Bob? Yep, yep, sure am. Okay, hangs up the phone. Jane says, these guys don't know what the heck they're talking about. I got a rope, I got a lead pipe, and I got a tree trunk. I do not understand. Okay, y'all open your eyes. Let's look at the screen. Now, we don't have a good shot of the tail end of the elephant, but you know what an elephant's tail looks like. It's a rope. It's a little frayed on the end. Kind of smelly sometimes. Then, Bob was up here with a tusk. It was a little sharp. It was a little cool. felt like a lead pipe. Lead pipes and ropes don't necessarily go together. And then you got Buster, who's got the tree trunk. James' confusion came from the fact that all three guys were describing the exact same thing from a very different perspective. Very different. We have a limited understanding of life's circumstances. Um, We have to reach the point that we are willing to ask the only one who can actually see the entire picture to be able to give us a clear explanation of what our elephant truly is. So only the Holy Spirit can reveal to us as we can handle it what our elephant actually looks like. And if we're really, really intentional, sometimes the Holy Spirit will give us a glimpse of what our sister's elephant may be. It's not just a rope. It's not just a lead pipe. Or just a tree trunk. It's a whole stinking elephant. Whole elephant. So instead of trying to be the Holy Spirit, we need to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit before we speak. Um, He will let us know if we need to speak or if we need to stay silent and let him do the talking. Sometimes he's the only one that's going to be able to change a situation. And our best bet is to just sit there. And love somebody through it. We're going to get to love in a minute. So I read a, uh, a great quote the other morning in, the, in my devotion. It said, there is no such thing as a chapter in the Bible, a sermon based on God's Word, or a book that expounds or explains God's Word that's not for you. Okay? You got any verses in the Bible that you want to just take out? Cause It doesn't really apply to me. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. There's not one single verse in the Bible that does not apply to you. Each of us must take God's Word personally. I think that's, that was touched on by Anita. That was touched on by Jessica. I had the privilege of listening to Lynette. That was touched on by her, and I'm sure it was by the other, other classes. Um, so let me, let me preface the next statement that I am not a scholar I am not an expert by any means, but you have heard me quoted on this several times this weekend already because it follows me everywhere. You ready? Scripture. Thank you. Scripture always explains Scripture. It's, it's, it's across the board. If you ever have a question about Scripture, you just know that if you keep reading, it's going to explain itself. Um when we, when we look at the uh, things from insta Face Talk USA, sometimes the scriptures are misquoted. Have you ever seen that? Huh? Uh-huh. Sometimes it's out of context. I love those. <laughs> those are usually prefaced by, you call yourself a Christian. Just saying. I, I, I am the judge right now. I can say that. Um, but... Um, As followers of Jesus, we have to ask ourselves, have we ever contributed to that? Scripture being misquoted or misrepresented or taken out of context are the ever-popular book of First Opinions, chapter 24, verse 7. If you write that down, you'll understand what that means. First Opinions 24-7, this across the board. Across the board, everybody's got them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <clears throat> but in, the, in that book, which is quoted a lot, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. God will never give you more than you can handle. Uh, they sound good. Not in there. It's just not. But we tend to want to make those part of what God says when it's not. But because... We tend to want to make those part of what God said when it's not. Sometimes we cause our sisters to stumble and fall and quit their race that they were called to run. Look around the room. Y'all so pretty. God has called each of us to run a race. The race that we've been called to run is unique to us. Y'all have had things happen in your lives that the rest of us hadn't had happen. That didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. There's things that have happened in my life that I hope and pray y'all never have happened in yours. But that's the race I was called to run. So we have to be diligent about that. As followers of Jesus, we have to ask ourselves if we have contributed to other believers, new and old, from dropping out of the race that they were called to run. You have to know scriptures to be able to pick up on the subtle twists and spins that the enemy uses to confuse you, to distort the truth, and to divide the body. That's, what, that's his job. And daggum good at it. Because in the land of Insta-Face Talk USA, he, he got some serious screen time going on. So I want to share with you this verse. James 4.11. You can write this reference down because it's a good one. You need to write this one on your mirror. James 4.11. Don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. Hmm. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. Ouch, Ouch. Ouch! But here's the bigger ouch, and this is what I really want you to do. This is what I really want you to see. We're gonna rewrite that verse. Now, you know in Revelation, it says you do not add to or take away from because you will be in danger of hellfire, just say it. So we are not doing that, but we are gonna personalize this because we have to make scripture personal, even sometimes in the way we read it or we rewrite it. So this is what we're doing. God showed me that I had to change all the you's and the yours to "eyes" and me's and why, my's. Okay, so don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If I criticize and judge others, then I am criticizing and judging God's law. But my job is to obey the law and not judge whether it applies to me. Y'all just let that soak in for a minute. Mm-hmm. So I've got this mirror up here. Can you, can, you, can you see this mirror? I don't want to blind anybody. I'm trying to be very careful not to go. Okay. Morse code. SOS. Okay. So this is a magnifying mirror. Okay. Where am I? What? Where am I? Oh, heck. I can't even find myself. Oh, there I am. Oh, that's scary. Okay. Can y'all see me? Can y'all see how big I look in that? Girl, I got some I got some pores that need some taken care of. Got some wrinkles that I don't like to look at. But this is a magnifying mirror. When I look in this side of the mirror, you know what I see? Me. You know what I see about me? I t- oh, I'm sorry, I blinded you, didn't I? You know, you know what I, I see, I see. Mm. I do like my eyeshadow today. Mm. My lipstick, my lipstick is always popping. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all know I am a lipstick freak, so mm-hmm. I always got on some lips. But I see that. So the more I look that I just see the big parts of me, the more I can concentrate on the big parts of me that I like and the big parts of me that I think should become the big parts of you. Every woman in here should have on some popping lipstick. See Joanne Barber? She sells it. So, um, but just because I don't like naked lips does not mean that everybody else has to wear lipstick. That's my opinion. My opinion. But when I turn it around, I can see all of y'all. Can y'all see? Can you see yourselves? If I'm not blinding you. There, Anita. There you are. You look gorgeous. Um, but when, but, but I, I'm standing here. I'm seeing me, but I'm seeing all of y'all. But the worst thing I'm seeing is I'm dressed like a judge. I'm dressed like a judge. That is not what I need to be. That is not what I was called to be. Reading Scripture sincerely is like looking in a mirror. We may not like what we see. You can write that down. Reading scripture sincerely is like looking in a mirror. We may not like what we see. But we are challenged to allow the Holy Spirit to change what we don't like. That's a challenge. When you see that in the mirror, We may not like it. So I'm going to hang my judge's coat up, my judge's robe. I'm not going to be that. By God's grace and through sincerely looking at Scripture and staying pretty earnestly in prayer, maybe God will help me stay out of that robe. And maybe God will forgive me for ever putting on that robe. And I just want to ask y'all, if I have ever, done anything to anybody in this room that has made you feel less than or not good enough or I've offended you in any way, I ask for you to forgive me, just like I ask for God to forgive me. And that's a lot of times where we have to start, ladies. I am not dumb enough to think that this many women are in this room that know me. On a regular basis, that I've probably not kind of put you off at one point or the other. So forgive me if I have. Um, James 5:16 says, "Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Prayer. pray for each other, so that you may be healed." The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Or if you learned it in the King James, availeth much. (laughs) (laughs) So confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed is what it says. Now being healed in this context may not actually mean physical healing. Although I do believe God is still in the business of physically healing people. I've seen it happen over and over and over. But... I think that this probably means that it's uh, spiritually it's going to be healing if we confess our sins to each other. Um, Emotionally it's going to be healing if we confess our sins to each other. Hidden sin, pet sins, if you will, that we want to keep kind of tucked in back here will eat away at you. They will eat away at you. So confess those. Now, you don't have to stand up here and say, I just want y'all to know, I dot, dot, dot. But you have somebody. There's somebody that you can go to to confess these sins. Because once you confess them out loud, the hold that Satan has over you with that bondage is Broken. Broken. Stomping down. Oh, I get fired up about that. But and relationally, relationally, and communally. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Scripture explaining Scripture. It's just as simple as that. You connect those words. If we confess our sins, healing will begin. Now, I don't know about y'all, but since 2020, has there been some divisive things going on in the world? Just a Just a few. Just a few. Um, and, and has the church took a beating for that? Oh, uh, yeah. So maybe this is what we have to do. We have to get back into the race, run our race together. So what does it mean to run our race together? Or maybe we should divine what is our race. And what are we racing to? So Philippians 3.14 says, my eyes are on the crown that I want to win the race and get the crown of God's call from heaven through Christ Jesus. My eyes are on the crown, ladies. I need your eyes to be on the crown. Do you know where the crown is? It's with Jesus. So what are we going to focus on? We need to keep our focus on Jesus. The Amplified Version, because you know I, I can't read just one version, says, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ. And the Passion Translation, which is one of my favorites, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus So, this is pretty obvious. The goal is heaven. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that goal is unattainable. So, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, to repeat, Anita, please see me before you leave. See Anita before you. See any of of us before you leave. Don't leave here today without knowing that you have that nailed down. Um. But there are instructions for running the race. That's what I'm here to talk about, the instructions. So 1 Peter 1.16, and this is such a lofty lofty verse. You must be holy because I am holy. It's God talking. Jesus. If you read that in the King James, be ye therefore holy for I am holy. <laughs> be ye therefore. So how many of y'all are feeling Holy. Okay, so let's define holy. How many of y'all, when you think of holy, that it's like an unattainable God up here, I'm down here? It's unattainable. We can't be holy. God is holy. God just said, I'm holy. Be holy because I'm holy. That's a big assignment, ladies, but I'm about to break it down for you. So don't be sweating, okay? So in the Greek, the word holy is translated from hagios. Hagios is h. A-G-I-O-S. That's in the Southern Translation of Greek. Hagios. And it means sacred, consecrated, set apart for service. Now, I want y'all to see this because I put this on for a reason. Look what my random tag says. Can you see it? Set apart. That was not planned. Somebody just handed that to me and I looked at that and went, Well, thank you, Jesus, because that's a visual. I am set apart. You know what that means? I'm holy. You are set apart for a specific job in the specific unique race that you have been called to run. You are set apart. Therefore, you are holy. Jesus was set apart for a specific job, He was consecrated. He was holy. He has called us to be like Him. You're holy. You are holy. As followers of Christ, we are Hagios. <laughs> that makes it sound a little more. Oh, I am Hagios. Let's get this race started. <laughs> You're welcome. I will, I will put that voice back in my pocket will not continue with that. So in Hebrews 12:1, this is our verse, you've seen it all weekend. It says, "Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, Especially the sin that so easily trips us us. Here we are talking about that sin again, that pet sin, that little sin that we keep all tucked in close to our heart, because that ain't hurt nobody. My sin—it ain't hurt nobody. But what does God tell us to do with it? Strip it off, strip it off, strip it off. The, just strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run and run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So remember, Scripture always explains Scripture, right? We already saw that. Healing, 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 healing. So what does verse 2 say? Mm -hmm. Let's look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, we do this, so how do we run the race? Well, I'm glad you asked. Verse 2 says, well, we do it by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, regarding it, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all of the hostility that he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Ladies, life sucks some days. Uh, you know, I can sit here and tell you some days it does but if you go about your life with that with the mindset of every day's a good day some days are just better every day's a good day because when we compare our very worst day to what Jesus endured on the cross and all of the hostility that he took on the via dolorosa that day ladies we have nothing to be complaining about Every day is a good day. Some days are just gooder. <laughs> so, when we look at these verses, though, I want you to look at a couple of things. Look at all the we's and the us's. There's a lot of we's and us's here. We do this. We, uh, because there's joy, we do this. Us's do this. We do this. Lots of we's and us's. Do you know what we's and us's mean? That you were created for community. It was not God's intention that we live alone. Um, COVID, I hate that word, but COVID created a lot of division, a lot of loneliness, a lot of separation. Do you not think that was by design from the enemy? If he could keep the church isolated in their own little homes, then we can't be as strong together because we're isolated. Now, this great neuroscientist that I talked to, this, new, this woman that told the elephant story, also said that when she was doing her doctorate, that when they do an MRI on somebody, somebody who is experiencing extreme loneliness, it shows up on an MRI just like pain. Think about that. Pain. Pain. Somebody who's suffering from depression or anxiety, and then you add loneliness in on top of that, it turns into a pain. It's no wonder that that we see so much um, in society today. Mental health is such an issue, and we have to address that. That's part of running our race, ladies, that we look out for each other. We take care of each other. If your sister is experiencing loneliness, she is in physical pain, whether she realizes that or not. And sometimes we just need to be the friend to ask. You okay? You doing all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this go faster. Cori diem. Coram Deo. Coram Deo. Coram Deo. Coram Deo. Does that not sound like the greatest war chant ever? Coram Deo. Coram Deo means in the presence of God, before the sight of God. And it means that in Christian living, that uh, we live in the presence of, under the authority of, and to the honor and glory of God. So when we honor and glory God, Uh, The way that we have to do that is we have to honor each other. Now, there's a lot of verses in the Bible, and we won't take time to read all of them because, yeah, y'all, we got stuff to do. Um, But it's called the one another's. I like to look at it as the one another's. All the times that Jesus or Paul or whoever was writing the book was like this to one another, love one another. They know that we're Christians because we love one another. Love one another, love one another. John 13, 34, John 13, 35, John 15, 12, John 15, 17. It goes on and on and on. We have to love one another. So obviously, loving one another is the most important thing because that's how the world knows us. But to love one another, there's also a mandate that we should serve each other. If y'all show that little video for us. We have to become a servant. I've been that runner in the middle. I've also been the runner on the sides. Throw up that picture for me. I just want to give y'all what a practical glimpse of what this looks like is. ladies have carried me a lot of y'all in here have carried me but these two we go back 28 years I pray that every woman in this room finds her Sandra and finds her Libby we have all had our (laughs) we have all had our chance at being the, the woman in the middle we have fought cancer together we have buried spouses together. We have watched our children be married. We have grandbabies. Yes, that's the best part. Um, and when you get to be a grandma, that means you've done something. But this is a picture of what the Bible is talking about. We, they serve me on a regular basis, not because they have to, but because they have the love of Christ in their heart. And that spills over. So I'm going to wrap this up really quick. I love y'all, by the way. Um, (laughs) So here are the principal points. Um, The Christian life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We're in it for the long haul. Ultimately, the goal is heaven. But sometimes it's a very rocky road to get there. So when it's time to be the lady in the middle, be the lady in the middle. When it's time to come alongside and help your friend that's in the middle, be that friend, be that friend. Run with like-minded people. All of these runners were shooting for the same finish line. That's what made them successful. They drug that poor girl over the finish line. Uh, Ask God to send you running buddies. Ask God to send you some running buddies. Um, Any age, it doesn't have to be similar, but ask God to send you running buddies. Um, But they need to be like-minded. They need to love Jesus, and they need to love you. We all need a Paul and a Timothy. Paul was the teacher, and he poured down into Timothy. Timothy was the receiver of Paul's wisdom. Timothy, in turn, turns around, and he pours some stuff, so he becomes the Paul. And is pouring into the next Timothy. That's why Paul had so many books in the Bible and Timothy had two. But if, you know, if Timothy had kept going, he might have had his own little corner on the market too. But you have to do that. And finally, um, run safely. We can't look backwards. You cannot run and look behind you at the same time because you're going to fall on your face. Too many people are stuck in the past. That hinders your race. You have to strip off the things that ensnare you, that so easily trip you off. And sometimes that may be an event that happened to you. It may be a person that you don't have anymore, or it may be a person you need to kind of walk away from. You cannot run safely without looking ahead, not to the side, not behind you. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Individually, you are the home of Jesus and that's where the Holy Spirit lives. But collectively together, we build the temple of God. And the temple of God is where the Shekinah glory of God rests. For the rest of the world to be able to see what Jesus Christ is, we need to be a strong temple together so the Shekinah glory can come in and pour out through the cracks in us for the world to see. Core Diem, ladies. Core Diem, do it. Keep running. Keep running your race.